This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome to the Immigration Hour here on America's Web Radio. This is your host, Rocky Rockliffe, uh, the big man. He'll be down a little bit later. We'll see, we'll see if he actually makes it down today. I'm not. Uh, I'm going to go with the over under at nine thirty. I'm going to say. I'm going to say nine twenty eight. We see him. You're going to take the over. Or you want to stick on the under, David. Uh, <laughs> he was he was just about to beat with somebody. So I think I think he'll be finished because he really wanted to get down today uh, to. Uh, Definitely talk about a, a number of things uh, on the immigration front, and there is definitely news on that. But David, when I came in today, we had had the brief off air. You know, you know what we got to talk about first thing, oh, and, yeah. and I'll treat this on my show on Thursday on Undisputed uh, from uh, uh, nine to ten on uh, on Thursday. But we got to talk about this bow kid, this Bergdahl cat. I mean, it, where it? I don't even know where to start on this. Uh, it's the first thing is. I remember my wife on Sunday saying to me, hey, yeah, what's up with this Bergdahl guy? And, you know, I do not consume mainstream media very much. So I, the name sounded familiar. I was thinking, I was like, isn't that the kid who, like, went off his his uh, his, his post in, in Afghanistan, like, 08 or 09? Because I was still close enough then that I was monitoring all that stuff. You know, I had just gotten out of the military. And then I, I looked it up and I was like, yeah, and they're trading this kid for for." What people five. detained it? Five dudes detained at Guantanamo, and whether or not I I got I'm not going to make this into a debate about the whole like whether we should or shouldn't trade stuff. But people, why are where why is it in doubt that this kid was an idiot, went off his post, and then went and lived amongst the, the Afghans? I mean uh, Taliban, whatever you want to call it. Where in the administration – who thought this was a good idea? Hey, there's this kid. We could trade some prisoners for you. I mean, David, it's just – is it incompetence or is it legitimate just uh, – they knew exactly what they were doing. They want to put these cats back out on the on, back oh, out yeah. in the world. I, mean, I think I, that's it in a nutshell. And uh, to call this guy a POW, he was oh, never gosh. a POW. Never a POW. And, never a POW. Uh, you know, the thing that is just now beginning to come out, which – We've got him now, and we yeah. should we should hang this on San Antonio or something like that. Now? He, well, he was in Germany. I know it was maybe they've already, the weekend. Yeah, maybe they've already transferred him. But the thing is that um, five good soldiers were killed looking six. for him. Was it six? I think it was six. Dave. Okay, you know, and this this is just deplorable. And I, you know, here's my feeling, and whether you want it or not. Oh, I want it. Uh, America wants it, David. I don't particularly. I don't respect, I don't care for an individual that will go and play with the Taliban or whatever or anybody else that's our enemy. But that's their personal business. Now, when you're in the military and you've taken an oath, brother, you ain't there by yourself. You got somebody watching your back and you're supposed to be watching their back. Mm Mm-hmm. And for this guy to decide, you know, he's nothing but a common sleazebag, traitor, deserter of the nth degree. And we should have let him rot in Afghanistan or Pakistan or wherever the hell he, wherever wherever he was. Wherever he was hanging out, yeah. And I have, there is nothing that could happen to the piece of scumbag <laughs> that would be too bad for him. Yeah. You know, he killed... In fact, as far as I'm concerned, by his actions, yeah, but he what? is a murderer in that he killed – he he was the cause of six other people being killed. Right, but for his actions, uh, those six individuals would would have lived 
through that night at least. At they, least. They could have been killed at some other point, but pr- likely not. And But you're right, absolutely. But for his actions, these uh, those individuals uh, that, that were set off to look for him, uh, you know, would 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 still uh, would still be with us. You know, David, I was t- I was talking to you off air. You know, I was still uh, – um, at this point, I've been out of the military for, for long enough that I don't really have too many close friends that still remain. But at that point in time, I'd only been out of the military for about a year, and I had friends that were uh, – that, uh, you know, were intimately associated with that. We're in Afghanistan at the time, and, I mean, they'll tell you. They'll be the first one to tell you. I mean, they spun up everything to look for this kid. And it was initially uh, – and, and I'm surprised it didn't turn into a bigger controversy because there was – initially it was – Kind of a cover-up. I mean, they had said that he was part of a patrol and lagged behind and was captured. And in reality, the kid just walked off he in the middle of the night. Post, there was a uh, there was uh, somebody uh, posted. I can't remember where it was posted, but apparently, and it hasn't been confirmed yet or anything. But I, I read through this kid's uh, Twitter timeline. So, some kid who claims to have been uh, in his team. And for those of you that you know uh, understand the structure of the of the, of the infantry in the army, a, a team is your, your most basic uh, fire teams. Four guys. Okay, so. So I mean, he was he if he's part of claiming to be part of this kid's team, he would know. And I mean, everything he was saying about how it happened and stuff, uh, you know, is a hundred percent believable to me because I've been in that situation on those little tiny outposts, you know, in 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 uh, southeast Afghanistan with you know a platoon, maybe forty guys, and you know some Afghan right. national army. You might guys. want to say team squad, team platoon. Yeah, team squad platoon. You know, I mean, that's that's what it is. Forty guys in a platoon, ten, you know, nine guys in a squad, and and then you, know, you have a squad made up of two four man fire teams and a squad leader. And, and you know, I, I remember in two thousand nine thinking of you know how that would happen, and you know, being familiar with it, I, I was like, that's exactly how it. Middle of the night. Guards slowed. You know, you're up for your guard shift. Guard slows down. You know where the dead spots are for you to walk out the wire, and and you can go. I mean, the the security posture for those places is designed to keep people out. It's not designed to keep people in. I mean, let's be be realistic here. The kid left his weapon. He packed up all his stuff, all his non-military stuff, sent it home, and uh, all he had was his military stuff there. Left his weapon, his night. What'd you call that? Premeditated. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like who is? I mean, the kid left on his own, and all these facts. I mean, they just for the last. I mean, I guess you know the people just go with the story. I mean, the story you got. He was a POW. They show the videos, and and it's just this. And and honestly, I hope one of the good things that come out comes out of this uh, this situation is that the American people start to because. It, they start to recognize that just because you're wearing a uniform doesn't mean you're entitled to the benefit of the doubt about being a hero or whatever. Because this kid was, I mean, for people who aren't, I guess, I don't want to say in the know, but don't really understand how the military works or anything like that. They just see, oh, somebody in uniform, he's a POW because the government says he's a POW. And they automatically want to, you know, uh, you know, Say he's a hero, so I hope that you know we kind of take a step back from that as a populace. And and you know, there's a happy medium. I'm not saying we go back to the you know the Vietnam era or anything, but people need to just just because you're wearing a uniform doesn't mean you're you know this the, a patron saint. You know, I mean, you, you can do stupid stuff as this kid did, and you know he caused a lot of uh, a lot of other people harm. Now, totally separate issue of how the administration handles it. Uh, ha- handled it. I mean, I you know, like I said, it's either uh, just complete incompetence to not understand that this kid wasn't a POW and you trade uh, uh, guys who were down at Gitmo for, for him 
or you have an agenda and you want to put these guys back out onto the battlefield there and, and you want to bring him home because, you know, you want to kind of thumb your nose at the at the uh, the, the defense establishment. Well, I, I, don't, I don't honestly I don't know which one is worse. I you mean, know, let me ask uh, how you feel about the constitutionality of it in that he went behind Congress's back. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to bring the constitutionality to because I think that there's there's a lot of precedent for the executive branch to to negotiate prisoner releases. I mean, that's that. I mean, that goes back to. I mean, that was in World War II. Uh, yeah, but they've World had a law since then that that you have to go before Congress for what. And to notify them that with a give them thirty day notice and then if they have a problem they can can um, well I'm, I mean I, I guess I'm not familiar enough with that I mean I, I would think that uh, I mean given the way the executive branch uses the uh, the, uh, the the AUMF the authorization yeah. for the use of military force from 2001 to justify all its actions you know I would I would I would think that they would use this to justify I'm not aware of that and I definitely will I'll, I'll look at that um and I I mean, I don't. Uh, if that is the law, and it says that the executive branch must inform the legislative branch, or at least select members of the legislative branch of actions with respect to uh, prisoner trades or whatever, then yeah, then it's absolutely in violation of the law. Now, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to agree with that law. Uh, Simply because I, as as a matter of policy, simply because I don't think that that's necessarily a legislative function. I think that's more of an executive function. But I mean, David, come on. When was when was the last time you the the this administration let the Constitution hamper its action? Because you know they were sitting there. They're like, well, you know, we should do this, but dang it. You know, Valerie Jarrett brought it up in the meeting. She's like, well, sir, uh, the Constitution doesn't let us do it, so we're not going to be able to do that. I mean, she, that's what's happening. I, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I'm you being know, sarcastic. Yeah, the other thing that, uh, you know, the Taliban were the ones that identified who they wanted. Yeah. It wasn't a matter of. No, these guys, these guys didn't, they didn't, they didn't just uh, put a prisoner number lottery down at Gitmo. No. They, they specifically asked for these cats. Yeah. So, you know, to <laughs> me, that they're going to come back to kill Americans. And I think that's inevitable. I think that the actions of Obama are treasonous. I think they're. I think he's as big a traitor as as uh, the sergeant. And I think uh, we've Mr. got Bird, to uh, start standing up. Yeah, we I have agree. to. This I this agree. is this is beyond the pale. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just I, I think, like I said, uh, what I th- hope comes out of this is that people stop. Uh, just eating the propaganda that's put out there by the uh, federal government with respect to you know the military or, or whatever it is. I mean, just just do your homework, people. I mean, just <laughs> all you got to do is read about it, and you, you'll uh, you'll figure it out. But uh, enough hijacking of the immigration hour with uh, with undisputed talk, David. We we can get into this more on uh, on undisputed on Thursday. Um, immigration hour. Uh, Chuck is still not still not here. He's got 18 more minutes to uh, make it uh, so that uh, I win the under. David's on the over. He's hoping hoping over there that uh, that he walks in at 9:29 on the dot. No, I, I think uh, Charles uh, quite likely, uh, like many of us, has a lot on his plate. I would be surprised if he makes it into makes it down. Well, he's yeah. got he's got he's got me to fill in. Anyway, got, half our listeners turn off immediately as soon as they hear that uh, Chuck's not on the show. They're like, oh, uh, this guy? Are you kidding me? i got to listen to this guy again? You know, I, someone I heard was touting the fact that he thought after the general elections that 
they would try to do something with immigration. You know, I don't see them doing anything with it. You know what, David? I am I am rapidly coming around to that viewpoint as well. I, I'll tell you, I was really optimistic last summer, and I got more and more optimistic as 2013 went on. A uh, little bit less optimistic around the you know January February this year, and then probably March April picked back up a little, thinking hey yeah after the Republican primaries we're going to get something done you know this summer and then uh, before you know they can get they can act on it uh, uh, during the lame duck session. David, I'm at this point, I don't think anything's going to happen. I really don't. I, th- I think they're going to stand firm on it. I mean, I just there's not enough. Uh, I don't think there's enough. Um, Political pressure on from either side to force either side to uh, to, to really cave in. Well, I think uh, I think like many other issues, and and I agree that uh, I agree with you and Charles that uh, immigration is a priority. However, or should be. However, I'm very. I found out some information today regarding the VA scandal, Ooh. and. Uh, You know, there's a lot of things that are about to hit the fan. And I think uh, both houses of Congress are going to have their their bellies full of things that are going to have to be addressed, be it the VA, be it be it this uh, Gitmo thing. uh, You know, the list goes on and on. The IRS. I mean, they're they're sexier scandals, David. I mean, it. You know, a VA scan, a scandal within the executive branch regarding the VA, the IRS. uh, Those are definitely things that uh, are going to get more headlines than immigration reform. And then, unfortunately, this just uh, you know it gets put to the back burner, and you know. we end up having more and more uh, collateral consequences. Well, there he um, is. I lose. Oh, he made the under. We had nine twenty eight as the oh. uh, as the over, and I took the under. I, I thought you'd be here for nine twenty eight. Ten twenty eight. Ten twenty eight. Nine twenty eight. Central. Yeah. So, so I do apologize. <laughs> we've got to take a quick break and come back here on uh, the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano o tiene problemas con inmigración o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámalos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to America's Web Radio, the Immigration Hour. Dave, I missed you. 
Hey, have you followed up on my garden pictures? As the go- <laughs> weekly garden update, the garden is doing awesome. That strawberry the other day looked awesome. Oh, they, they were, looked real good. They were really good. <laughs> uh, every day, every I go down there every other day to water the greenhouse, and every other day I pick out these monstrous, deep red strawberries and just eat them right there. Usually after I've worked out, so it's a little, little little strawberry treat for you. Work out in the morning, a little thirty yeah. minute run, and then then go in and just pop a couple strawberries. Man, that's awesome. It's doing good. And Dave, we're going to get lots of tomatoes this year. Yeah, I've got. Uh, mine are just going like crazy. Going like. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got tomatoes on mine. So yeah. I'm very excited. I got one, yeah. Uh, I, was looking, I, got, I got some weird looking ones. I, I don't know. I planted, you know, I plant heirlooms and I, I rotate them every year. So while I have my standard four or five, I always do. I always try 10 or 15 other types of crazy tomatoes. So it's looking good. And the watermelons. I, I can't wait till you bring plants. them in. Wow. Uh, pumpkins are up. Cucumbers. I re- My replanted cucumbers are also growing. Great. So I'm, I'm very, very. Excited. You're replanted. You transplanted. Oh, they drowned. No, they drowned. Oh, they drowned. They drowned. Oh, oh man. Rain, so. Okay. So you uh, just planted whole new ones. Yeah. I, just I was like replant. I was like, how you replant a drowned one yet? Then I had a le- I had a salad for my garden on Sunday. Hey. It was wow. Awesome. Can't it was beat awesome. it. it can't awesome. beat it. Because who can't grow radishes? Oh, the radishes have just gone. Yeah, yeah, they're almost a seed at this point. I've replanted new ones already, so I'm kind of keep them going all summer long. Uh, kind of fun stuff. So, Rock, I, nothing's really gone on in immigration nothing's other than my favorite military immigration story of the year. Of the year. Of well, the year. We're, we're, in, we're in June, uh, so we could, have a, we could have a battle. Uh, and it's nothing then. to do with Bergdahl, by the way. Well, we, we talked about that for a couple of minutes. Did you know him, so, by the way? No, no, no. no you but, were in Afghanistan you didn't know him? Watch it. He was there after I left. I left in 08. He got there in 09. Okay. We talked briefly about him. Total traitor. Complete tool. Walked off his post. Bring I can't believe. I, I can't believe that. I can't believe the guy was treated as a POW for uh, for the last five. I mean, for the last five years. I mean, hero. No, 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 no. 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 But he, but he's going to go to jail. No court martial. I, I, you know what? I I don't know. Apparently, the military I don't know. did a study. No, see no. The, the military, the Department of Defense, I guarantee you, would put him up. For an Article Thirty Two tomorrow well, today, there was a 2010 report that can made the conclusion. Yes, so I don't think the administration is going to allow that to happen, though. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I hey, know. I don't know. I hope it happens. They, uh, they might hang him out to dry. Uh, hey, they had to have known before they You got to respect; they won't leave anybody behind, even deserters. Because we left. Think of all the guys we left. How many of those were over in Vietnam? And Cambodia. Yeah, you know, you know what though, desert. But, but leave, we tried to get that back. Leave too. no man behind, though, and the deserting in the desertion context. Ah, I don't know because you've made a choice that will put but, more of your fellow soldiers. I don't know if you realize this. If you go back and look at the media stories <laughs> last several years, Fox News. Why are we leaving a guy in <laughs> Afghanistan? So I mean. But no, I, I <laughs> so the, the propaganda that's been going on for yeah, the last five sides. years is not. Well, it's like yeah. the other propaganda, the other famous military immigration story, the idiot marine who's driving his car and takes the wrong turn and ends up in Mexico. Oh yeah, I saw that. And we are shocked, shocked <laughs> that the Mexican authorities would hold him in jail. On Jeez. the southwest border, yeah, an individual with multiple firearms in his car, not. We don't, we don't detain people for that. No, no. If, 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 a Mex- if, if a poor Mexican Marine with a, with a car with weapons in it drives into El Paso uh, mistakenly, I'm sure we would just let him go and go back oh, to Mexico. Yeah, just like, hey, hey, right, hey we'd there you go. go. We? we just let him go. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, really, I'm sorry. I don't yeah. have any sympathy for the guy. I, I, mean, I, I know he's I, got PTSD, I'm sure. I, I don't either. I mean, listen, you, you can't we be We would do around. the exact, exact same thing. Exact same thing. If, you know, 
Exactly. We, we would thing. give him a lawyer faster. I mean, we wouldn't. Our justice is a little bit different than yep. down there, but but still, I mean, you gotta you gotta know what you're doing. I mean, Absolutely. wrong. I I still I I don't get around the the wrong turn into Mexico. Thing. Oh no, I, mean, actually, I, I actually do kind of understand. Okay, that. I haven't been uh, to the southwest border, there. so I don't know. Yeah, I Dave mean, can tell you, you can get in the wrong lane. I've done it in Mexico. I, I did it in San Diego. Oh, I get it. Get ago. in the wrong lane, like going into yeah. the. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. I can. I, I can understand that. Lane, yeah, you can't lane, get out. You don't get the turn around. No, no, I understand that. I was thinking just wrong turn, like on the dust roads of here. I'm like, How does no, 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 no. I can see getting in the wrong. Lane. It's, it's like just, getting in the wrong interstate yeah. Uh, lane. Yeah, okay, I can see that. But yeah, still, just, you uh, got. Why are you running around with all those? What did he have in his car? He had all kind of crap in his car. I think he only had like three or four weapons. I mean, including like an M16 assault rifle or something like that. But he's no. the military, so it, it, Dave will like this because it's an Obama <laughs> massive screw-up story. So you will like this. You will like this. Well, you Why know, are you banging on the, his the, president? There are, uh, uh, he had gone to visit a buddy in San Diego. And his buddy, he asked if he could bring his weapons in. He didn't mm-hmm. want them in his car. But he couldn't because they had a small child and, and his buddy, military buddy. Yeah. Uh, he and his wife said, you know, if you don't mind, just leave them in your car. We don't want them around our kids, particularly, mm-hmm. and that's why the, the yeah. weapons were in his car. Um, and and you know they've they've shown a number of times the small U-turn sign. Oh yeah, no, no, to, I, you know you make mistakes, but the reality is this: if the same thing happened here, to a Mexican right. Marine coming here, yeah, right. we would do exactly the same thing. I, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. However, I think we would be more expeditious and. Oh, Dave, getting you have something not been on the southern border. Is this kid still now, in the military? I don't think he's still active. He's reserved. He's reserved, he's reserved yeah, because if he was active duty, I mean, he'd but be back here question. two seconds. What is he doing going to California with weapons in the car? Who goes to California with weapons? <laughs> Who goes to California? Of, exactly. Well, <laughs> they do have great California. weather. I will give them reason to live there. I'm going to hazard a guess and say that the uh, magazines he had for that M16 were high cap and probably <laughs> probably <laughs> not probably legal not in California. Weapons. It might have been the bullets. Yeah, you, know, you know that the firearm is good when you buy it, and it has a huge sticker on the outside of the case saying, not legal in California. Yes, that's for me. Yeah, I'm going yes. to <laughs> take two of those. But, you know, I, I, mean, I feel bad for the kid, but the reality is we would do the same thing. Right. Still not getting to our Obama story. Yes. David's president. But the um, you got to love the other story, uh, and I just slipped out of my brain. We'll go back to the military story here in a second. Uh, so you've got – oh, here's the border. Did you hear about us literally dumping people we caught coming in the country – at bus stations. Oh my gosh, I want to talk about this. In Phoenix, in El Paso. We'll get to that. Oh my God. But the Obama (laughs) military story. All right. Um, Now, Obama is under a lot of pressure, right, to do something for people because of Congress is not acting. Right. Well, this is what he's going to talk about. This is great. Yep. So he says, well, a bunch of senators write to Chuck Hagel saying, why don't you let DACA kids join the military? I mean, I've got kids that have walked in my office. Yes, sir. They've been the in proxy yeah. all the way through yep. high school. Some in college. I mean, they are. Some of these kids are freaking Marines. Oh yeah, no, I've, I've met a couple of them. The military. Yep. Just let them join. You know, the military is very selective these days. Not everybody that applies gets in. It wasn't like when we were kids, David. If you, oh, no, if you it showed was, up, you're in. No, no, it wasn't like it was in 2006 when they granted more felony waivers in yeah. one year for recruits. Than they did. No, not anymore. I'm saying oh, no. just – I mean just 10 years ago, it was a free-for-all. Oh, Anybody yeah. could join. Yeah, now now they're a lot more selective oh. and they're kicking people out at oh, a high yeah, rate. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's hard to get – if you, they're taking really some of the best kids they've probably ever taken. Right. Spec Rocket. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, no, I would never get in today. <laughs> today, if it was like, no, they'd be like, you? No, this guy? Hell no. Um, so, so Chuck Hagel, he, he's your Secretary of Defense, I believe. That's, that's David's boy. David's Secretary that's of Defense. David's boy. A big Republican senator. <laughs> uh, he writes back to the senators. Now, nobody but some reporters at the New York Times he can have write? seen this letter. Yes, he can write. <laughs> oh, David, it, come, a on. Lot of, uh, come on. Uh, 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 well, I, what, uh, yeah, in the letter. A lot of ums and wherefores. Yeah, wherefores. <laughs> Um, she writes back again. The only people who have seen this letter apparently work at the New York Times because no, nobody else has seen the letter. It says we are going to let DACA kids join the military. It's kind of a general threat. Right in the MAVNI program. Right. M-A-V-N-I. It's not just hey, we're going to let a mass influx okay. here. It's under a very tailored David, program. Do you know right. what the MAVNI program is? All right. Uh, it's actually a great. It was started by uh, created by Margaret Stock, who just won a MacArthur. Fellowship Genius Grant. Shout out to uh, Margaret. She's a colonel in the military. Go to Margaret's personal friend, a really great lawyer, super, super smart, taught at West Point, just recently retired. Uh, I think she's a Fulberg colonel. Yep. Uh, and she says, you know, we have these communities in America who speak languages that we need. Right. And so MAVNI was designed to allow us to recruit 1,500, 1,500 Enlistees a year. Yeah, the the, it, the what you're talking about, the MAVNI, is the military accessions vital to the national interest. interest. So that's Urban, what he's talking about, right? Arabic, right? Swahili. I mean, the crazy languages most people in America don't study nor speak. Right. And it, it's been wildly successful. Mm-hmm. Thousands of them have naturalized because once you join the military, you can naturalize. But there were certain criteria, right? To join the MAVNI, you must be legally in the U.S. Student visa, J-1 visa, H-1B visa. You must be legally in the United States, yep. which means you've already gone through a detailed background check, et cetera. Exactly. Uh, except there's one little problem with the MAVNI program. You can't have entered illegally. You can't be out of status any time. Even, so no even if you're legal, even if you're in status? Because no, no. remember, DACA is not status. No, no, but I mean, I guess, well, I guess if you were an LPR or in some other status, then you would be able to just yeah, join you on your own. So yeah, yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. So legally, right. under the law, DACA kids cannot enroll in MAVNI. So Hegel is writing to Congress <laughs> saying we're going to open MAVNI to DACA kids, but MAVNI is prohibited to DACA kids, as pointed out by Margaret Stock in a, in a, in a wonderful blog and on Facebook uh, to a group of our friends. So the Obama administration, and then after the New York Times article comes out in the paper, less than 12 hours later, Margaret has contacted the reporter who wrote it, Julia Preston, and said, uh, yeah, this is illegal. They can't join. <laughs> Another article appears online, a modification of the first article in the New York Times. It's the White House newspaper, I believe. They uh, <laughs> all know what it's going to be. Close relationship. We're taking another look at the program to see what options are. They're not legally allowed, so it's the it's the immigration military screw up story. Well, is 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 mil is the is Mavni is it because I'm gonna and it's only fifteen hundred slots here. What are you gonna do for four hundred thousand? Yeah, and exactly fifteen hundred slots. Right. What what uh is it is that an administratively created program or statutory? Yes, it's it's created. Well, so so then if it's administratively created, they they weren't changing the program. They weren't changing the program. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Look, military has authority today to enlist undocumented immigrants. They have the legal authority to do so. It's left up by law to the directors of each of the different military uh, agencies. But they have all chosen at this point to not. not to do it. Right. Today, they don't need it. Yeah. If they, they I mean, listen, bottom line is if, if, if they find an Urdu speaker, they find somebody that speaks something they need or has a certain appearance, yeah. th- they're getting them. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and so the reality is, are would a lot of DACA kids enlist in the military? There's 600,000 DACA kids. I bet you'd get probably. 000. But would they? Would they? Would those 10 or 20,000? Brigade? Qu- brigade? I don't know. Uh, 10 or 20,000. Uh, brigade, you're looking for 4,000, 5,000. Oh, combat so brigades, five. yeah. I mean, I mean you, could, you could get a lot of combat troops out of that. Yeah. I mean, but. Or, or is the, it otherwise known as cannon fodder? Cannon fodder, correct, yes. <laughs> Former cannon fodder here, folks. Uh, the. Uh, the, I mean, but it's not like they're all going to qualify for for uh, Mavni, though. I mean, it's, no, it, I mean no, there's fifteen hundred. There are fifteen hundred slots, and well, I mean, say you take that portion out that the they have to uh, they can't enter it illegally, and they have to be in status. Uh, they can't have been out of status at any time. It's not like they're all just rushing into the military under that program, and that's what all it was was talking about. It's not like they were saying, "Hey, we're going to you know form up uh, you know two new brigades or right. you know a division here of." Uh, well, we don't of, want uh, the division. Right we can't yeah. afford the division. <laughs> we can't afford what we have. We don't need anyone to. Right. So anyway, that was the mil- I thought you'd get a kick out of that, David. That was the military story of the Obama story. David just likes the fact that Chuck Hagel was involved. I know. David wants a picture so, so I, bad of Chuck Hagel with his him. flak jacket on. <laughs> he wants to be, he wants to like superimpose himself you know, next to Chuck Hagel with a flak jacket. With Chuck Hagel together. That Both would be awesome. That would be Both in, in the old school flak they, jackets too. Can they wear, like can the, they wear a tank The chained out flak jacket. Yeah. Maybe they can make the caucus right next to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Go crazy. We love you, man. I want to take a break on America's Web Radio, the most listened to immigration show in the known universe. In the known universe. I'll be back in just a minute. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. David, how's your garden? Is it, is it doing good? Uh... The weeds are doing nicely. Every time I'm about to go in and and hoe, it rains. And uh, it's not that I'm allergic to rain or that I'm allergic to walking. No, you can't. So I'm. I'm, It's not that I can't. It's that I don't want to. (laughs) Well, the other thing is I'm bringing out my. one way or the other, the weeds in in the in the rows are mm-hmm. going to get burned this weekend. Oh, so I'm bringing out Your blow my blowtorch. My blowtorch. Oh, nice. I love my blowtorch. I can't that's, use a blowtorch though because I put that's up a deer so fence. hardcore. Deer oh, I, I, I remember you were telling me uh, that one of the ashes got up under oh, yeah. the hole. And then it oh, just I, got, I had holes all over the yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you keep on doing. You have to take the boy. plastic fence down yeah. before you use a blowtorch. Well, what I what I'm going to do is if I stay in the rows, it, then it oh, shouldn't yeah. affect it. You know. But uh, I, you know, the the rain is and and have you noticed the weather forecast for this weekend? This was three three more. Not Wednesday, tomorrow, which no. is good because I have a golf tournament. But Thursday, Thursday Friday, Friday, Friday today and is Saturday. supposed to. But 
It was supposed to rain on Saturday too, and it did not. Or Sunday it, was, it did not. Yeah, at least by me, it did not. Yeah, no. It's anyway, it's supposed to. Uh, I think later today. Later rain. today. Yeah. I don't mind the hour-long rains. It's the three-day long rain that's that, yeah. that drowns. Yeah. Drowns it um, out. Yep. But uh, you know, it, I hadn't thought about using my blowtorch in the rows. Do you have an oscillating hoe? Yeah. No, no, I, no, no, you I don't. You need to get That's your thing. Yeah, hula hoe, that's, that's, that's your hoe. thing. You have 12 bucks at Home Depot. It will change your hoe in life. Change your, <laughs> change your life, folks. I don't know if that's the appropriate worst <laughs> use of the verb hoe, uh, but it will change your hoe in life. Why, why, what? Uh, is it battery operated? It's, no, no, it's, it's, it's just a, it's like a D. Some people go to yeah. D-O or a hula hoe. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you a, it's on my Facebook. I loaded it up, but. It's it's I call it an oscillating hoe because it sits on the end of a thing. It's it's a blade on the bottom, and you just scoot it like a quarter inch under the ground. You just pull it, and it cuts everything off. Yeah. Instead of the hoe, which is the big blade, and you end up taking ten, t- ten this just ten lets all the dirt, dirt just pass it, yeah. through it, and hmm. you keep that blade sharp. I mean, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Um, I've got a little bit more hoeing, and my garden will be completely weed free. Um, How close can you get to your? Oh. Quarter inch, you can get rid. As long as you're slow, pop it right out. Because yeah, it's so easy to cut off squash and tomatoes. Squash. Oh, there goes that. Yeah, Eight foot oh, tomato plant. Yep, nah. done. Yeah. yeah. Well, get so, out to Home Depot. Get yourself an, uh, an oscillating, oscillating hoe. Folks. I am doing commercial. Plant a garden as well. Plant a garden as well. in your hoeing. In your hoeing, exactly. Um, I have something oh, yes. for you. Oh yes, we're gonna make you. Uh, we're gonna make you president for a day. Oh, I would. Uh, yes, I would we're, love to be we're, president. We're gonna for put the day. you on the spot to ask you questions about um, what you would do, okay. Presidente Charles Cook. It has a ring to it, doesn't it? It, it does have a nice ring, ring to, to it. Ring to it, President, President, President Cook. Cook. Yeah. President Cook, I like it. I like okay. President. What's, what's, give me a middle initial. We got H. H. Oh, H. Are you H. Charles Cook or Charles H. Cook? H. Charles H. Cook. H. Charles Cook sounds much more Absolutely. presidential, though. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, President so H. Charles Cook. Yeah. You got to have the initial. Anyway, so like your H. About, although the H's are somewhat different between myself <laughs> and the current president. Somewhat. Me being Hussein <laughs> and me being Herman. <laughs> From Zafazalad. <laughs> From Zafazalad. Okay. Hussein are, are is it? Uh, is that Hussein with a Y or with an I, folks? Or <laughs> <laughs> insane. Anyway, so, all right, so, uh, President Charles Cook, what would you do with the, there's a lot of angles to this, so I'm going to ask the question, what would you do with the humanitarian crisis, as I'm going to call it, that's happening on the southwest border right now with this surge in unaccompanied children? It is tragic. I mean, it is. I mean, the number, I did, I was looking at it this morning, and I, I mean, some of these numbers are staggering in the tens of thousands. Staggering. Unaccompanied children. You've got sectors in El Paso that last year, I think it's El Paso, that were getting 9,000 a year. Yeah. That have already taken in 67,000 people. Right. For the year, mm-hmm. so far, it's, and it's this just, is this is children coming from the, from if they're from Mexico, it's not it's, a problem because they just put them back very in Mexico. Very few Mexican right. kids. It's mostly Guatemala, it's Central, Central America, Honduras, El Salvador. A, have, what I've discovered is a couple of reasons for that. Uh, one uh, is that uh, undocumented children cannot go to school in Mexico. Cannot, cannot. You can't. You can't get in school in Mexico right. if you're undocumented. Unlike here, which Supreme Court says we educate all kids. Yep. Um, so two. There's uh, the gang violence that we have exported right. to Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua is causing their recruitment efforts of the rising generation is causing parents to say, holy suck. 
we got to get our kids. We out have got to get out of here. So they go to Mexico. They realize, oh, our kids can't go to school here, and they make their way up make to their El way Norte. North. Um, and so this it's a humanitarian crisis, somewhat of our own making, somewhat by the making of, of the folks in Mexico. Um, and the other, the, the bigger problem is once these kids people get here and they apply for asylum, you can't get asylum because you are the victim of gang recruitment. Right. Can't do it. It's prohibited. It's, I mean, that's legally locked up, folks. It's yeah. not changing. As of right now, it's not it's, changing. It's not changing. And so what would I do? Uh, first of all, let's describe the real problem here. Right. The real problem is ICE is making terrible decisions in a Sophie's Choice situation. And you're right. It is Sophie's Choice. It's a Sophie's as, choice. as much as I like to clown them, it is a Sophie's, it's a Sophie's choice. choice. Right. Their, their stated policy is we do not want to detain children and families. Different than it was a few years ago when they had no problem detaining children and family. <laughs> they have the family Huddle detention, detention centers. centers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Huddle family yeah. detention centers. I think it just has Welcome. to do with the, the number at this point. Like, yeah, we can't let cameras see us moms detaining and, kids. Moms and, and kids moms. that's living in right. cells together. Right, I mean, right, really. right. <laughs> but the nightmare scenario. So they're making so, the bad decision in the Sophie's so, Choice scenario. Sophie's Choice. So their decision has been let's just get them out. Of, once they pass credible fear – which now, anyone can pass credible fear. Everybody that comes in the country fear. that says, I am afraid to go back. One, I'm not a Mexican, and I'm afraid to go back. Done. They get what's, a cred- what's called a credible fear interview. Now, recently, the Immigration Service US, has adopted a new credible fear standard, where, whereas in the past, it was like 99.9%, oh, David, we, we believe you. You're, you can apply for asylum, which then resulted in a 10% grant rate of asylum cases. Right. Now their new standard, which is under a lot of a lot of pressure to, to go back to the old standard, is, yeah, I don't think I really believe what you're saying because your lips are moving and what you're saying is not true. Uh, and they're denying more credible fear cases mm-hmm. and returning them back home. But if you pass credible fear, then immigration's got a decision to make. You are an arriving alien is what's called mandatory detainable. Okay? That means there's... Under the, under the laws passed in 96, when this crisis didn't exist, when these <laughs> problems did not exist, hold everybody in jail. Why? The, the, the public policy reason is simple. We want to act as a deterrent. Right. If you come here, we will put you in jail until you win your case, and if you don't, you're gone. And under the theory that if you it is so bad in your country, you should be – Willing to, you should be able to come here and spend a couple of months in detention, fight your asylum case, and get out. Yeah. Versus under you're the just coming that here. It would only take a couple of months. Right. Under, yes. Under the assumption and that under it the assumption take that we had months. enough bed space to do this. Correct. And under the assumption that we could process the case in Correct. sixty to ninety to one hundred. All assumptions that have not played out. None of them are at, at a point in time. Not even remotely possible. At a point, at this point in time, they were true. Right. At this point, but not, not in even the last. Close. Certainly not in the last year or two. Years. Yeah. Uh, so you've got this humanitarian crisis where people come to the border, say, I apply on asylum. I'm afraid to go back. They pass credible fear, and then ICE has a choice to make. Separate them, send the kids off to some Baptist children's home and, or you know, some juvenile detention facility or releasing the relatives or put them with the parents and just say – because a lot of them are – a lot are coming alone, but many are coming with their parents. Right. Or say, Mom, who do you know in America? That we can give the kids to. Yeah, or you. Mm-hmm. And if mom and the kids, now the process is, oh, you know somebody? Great. What's their number? Okay, great. Yeah, they're coming. We're going to charge a $5,000 bond. People pay the bond. Great. And ICE is literally taking busloads of people right. to Greyhound stations. Just dropping them off. And just saying goodbye. We'll see you. Now, how do you think that works for those that prey on illegal immigrants? 
the the coyotes, the alien smugglers, the uh, uh, the yeah. child traffickers. Because the policy is just all it's doing is increasing the number of because that word gets back to those Central American yeah. countries. Relative, hey, come in, say this, do this. You'll be out in a few days. You'll go well, here, give a month, probably thirty days. At well, this point, but still, suck it up for a month. Suck it up for a month. You're going to get out, and then hey. Sky's the limit. Go do whatever you got to do. I mean, yeah. you're in the country. So the and, word gets back. And, and so more we, and more people you know, keep what, coming. So that your question was, what would I do What as would president? you do, yes. I would ask for emergency financing, funding from Congress okay. uh, to move Border Patrol agents to the area where this was occurring. Mm-hmm. I would call in HHS and say, we have humanitarian refugee crisis. I want you down on the border. I would call FEMA and say, we need housing. For people, we don't want to be at the jail, but we want to we want to put people in a place where Refugee they'll be camps, safe, right? And where it reduces, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but where it reduces the no show rate because the no show rate for these folks I, is you astronomical. Ha- you have to be intellectually honest and say that that's a it's, that's, that's a byproduct, it's a, it's exactly, a byproduct. right? And so let's figure out a way where we can meet both our security needs, the needs of families. Right. Let's get FEMA in. Let's set up. Some place where people can be. Yeah. Where yeah, a, refu- a, refugee camp. a refugee camp. camp. They have yep. them all over the world. Yep. You can do it really well here in the country. Yep. According to David, it's happened all over it's a, America. It's but, happening everywhere. Yeah, they got small town America in Iowa. Exactly. But you know, I'm glad. You, I'm glad you say that. You know, because it's it does happen all over the world, and this is what this is. It's a refugee crisis, right. and we need to set that up. And and this is the thing. You know, you know why that's a good idea is because you get a couple camps set up down there. You get cameras of that on the nightly news. Yeah. Somebody will do something about immigration reform. Yeah, exactly. Something will happen I mean, quick. If, if he really wanted to do something, that's, that's <laughs> throw us up and throw up some so camps. If I was president, I would stop this practice of dumping people at bus stations. Right. Uh, you know, we're, yeah, ICE is not your travel agency. No. Okay. Not at all. But what I would say is, look, we will release you as soon as we have your bus ticket, your train ticket, your plane ticket. We will get you to the nearest airport to make that happen. And we will be there watching you get on the bus, train, or plane. Yeah. Period. Yes, you are going to need to bring in new ICE agents who maybe are doing other stuff that's equally as important. Uh, but once that message gets out that it's not just dump and run, right. which it is right now. Serve as somewhat uh, of a deterrent for people coming here. Because exactly. it's just it seems like it's just just exponentially every month. And, and I would also, more, if more I was people. president, I would open up immediate talks with the government of Mexico and say – what do we have to do to help you solve your humanitarian your humanitarian your problem. crisis? Right, exactly. Because right? we're, we're going to see, we're going to do our best to make sure we can't seal the border. Because sealing the border seems to mean that nobody could approach the border to try to enter, and that would be more West Berlin-y. Correct. East Berlin, yeah. then I think anybody in America wants to go. I don't think go. we need Checkpoint Charlie on the no. southern U.S. Uh, border. So we're always going to have people that come. And the number of people getting through is much less than it was. Oh, absolutely! Without I, getting caught. I mean, the apprehensions. I mean, they're they're apprehending, uh, and a lot of these people that we're that we're referencing, they're catching. Are, they're just well, they're they're trying. They're not even trying to they're get across. Up. Yeah, they're just showing up. And hey, over here. Yeah, we're in the bushes. Yeah. But you're right, though. I mean, the security down there is is. Well, I mean, and it's, the other part of the humanitarian crisis got to go mentioned is the amount of rape. Oh, sex trafficking, mm-hmm. uh, labor, la- slave trafficking <clears throat> that's going on on our southern border. Our, uh, yeah, and even after people get here, yes. folks, that's the dirty, that's nasty the, little secret people yeah. don't want to talk about. That stuff happens way more than mainstream America wants to admit with 
uh, the immigrant populations. And the reason it happens is because they're a vulnerable population because they live under a rock because of the way our system is structured. Well, and, and part of the other problem, too, one of the things is ask for this emergency funding to increase the funding that refugee agencies uh, – Catholic Charities, uh, Lutheran Refugee Services. I mean, there's a you know International Rescue Committee. Help, help in refugee. And they say they're, we're they're not refugees yet, right? But we need you. You have the systems in place to help these people. You have the infrastructure there. We're going to pay you more money, what the deal you know, is. whatever per immigrant to help them get settled here to increase the rate at which they appear in our courts. Mm-hmm. I think we will save money. I would also. For those that need it, get appointed lawyers. Mm-hmm. Get a system in place. Uh, so David's 100% behind this plan. 100%. Uh, anything, anything that involves FEMA camps yes, and the, administra- the executive branch. Well, David David's owns some of the land on which FEMA camps are currently oh. built. Oh, then he's, he's, he's golden. He's good. Let's take a break here in America's Web Radio, the Immigration Hour. Soy Charles Cook. Abogado y jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Llámenos hoy si usted tiene problemas con inmigración, si ha sido arrestado, si se casó con un ciudadano o tiene una oferta de trabajo. Nosotros le podemos ayudar. También podemos explicar con qué puedes hacer para recibir los beneficios de inmigración. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, 404-816-8611, o visítenos por el internet al www.immigration.net. This is Cheryl Linker, host of the Master Gardener Hour on America's Web Radio, Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. Join us as we keep things fun and interesting as we educate you in the world of master gardening. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the most listened to immigration show. In the known universe, the known folks. universe, people. It's uh, Rocky Rockliffe and Chuck Cook. It's great to be here today. I'm having fun. I always have fun when I come. Always. And I just feel bad those days when I physically can't make the yeah. show. Well, I'm in court or you're up, you know, you're doing something with, you know, your, I mean, charity golf tournaments. I mean, I don't know hey, what's going on. You know, there. those help <laughs> the Georgia Restaurant Association ensure uh, that we do not increase the minimum wage. Or whatever it is they're standing for. <laughs> yeah, no, we haven't done a, we haven't done a show together in a while, but I do like it when we do uh, it's when we have a show together. It's, it's always, always a much uh, more interesting debate. Yeah, the the humanitarian, you know, Obama. You know what Obama called the thing at the border? A unfortunate, a urgent, no, no, unfortunate, <laughs> urgent humanitarian situation. <laughs> urgent humanitarian situation? situation. That sounds like a CNN show. <laughs> no, Ruth Butcher, <laughs> the urgent humanitarian situation. The urgent no. humanitarian two two alert words followed by a run of the mill word. Uh-huh. Urgent humanity, but it is a situation, and it's got to be dealt with. Uh, you because know what? Obama just, it's, did it's, create a task force. Oh, well, and you know, task, task force, force created is always then. the first step towards effectively doing nothing. <laughs> it's just shifting uh, money from one silo to yeah, another uh, and getting and, somebody's um, bullet points on their efficiency report. Yeah, so it's really That's interesting. Um, uh, I, I wonder who. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and, oh, good news is House Judiciary. 
Bob Goodlett. He's going to look at this situation. Bobby. Bob, big Bob, former immigration lawyer from 1993. Practice prior to 1996. In the coming weeks. Now, here's, here's what's good. Oh, you know, so I didn't know anything about what was it. This is what Goodlett said. The recent surge of children and teenagers from Central America showing up at our southern border is an administration-made disaster. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And now Obama is calling in FEMA I mean, he's to mitigate the damage. Wait a second. Uh, he blamed lax oh. immigration enforcement. Pro- Wait a second. We're catching Stop. these people. Stop. How is it an immigration enforcement? Stop. It just, these cats just cannot, cannot refrain from trying to use every, and blame the other side. Oh, that, you got a humanitarian crisis situation on the okay. border. Obama's fault. Okay. Obama's they opened fault. Opened a shelter at Lackland Air <laughs> Force so, Base housing yeah. 200 children. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, my idea is we're right on. I mean, what else would you do? You got, you got a yeah, shelter. What would you yeah. do? What would you do to these children? Well, exactly what I suggested, right? By the way, they would open up FEMA camps for sure. No, nah, I mean that's it, it's that even that's not even in dispute at all. I mean, and David, open FEMA up, camps uh, done. A naval base, Ventura County. Yep. Uh, for for six hundred more kids. Yep. And, and uh, the, the uh, I had the statistics here. I mean, the, the overwhelming number of these kids, it seems like, are on on. We're not even talking about after they get here. We're talking about on the journey up. Oh, I mean, oh, on that that Gulf side of Mexico oh. with these cartels oh, running around. Geez. And this is the thing is he. You know what? Bob, good lad is right, half right in that. It is a problem that we created. It's not this administration. administration. It's, it's our it's system and Congress and all the all the bad action and the inaction that has created this problem. Our policies regarding deportation and this. And I'm not talking about the last five. This problem we didn't. This problem didn't get created in the last five years. This problem has been thirty years well, in the making. Since Ira, Ira, certainly, yeah, uh, ab- absolutely. But it's even even more than that. I mean, our involvement in Central America, the creation of the gangs, and the starting to deport these people back in the '80s. And this, I mean, it's just. And it's coming to a head now. But this is what happens when you have the state insert itself, and it doesn't even do what it's purporting to do. It would have been better if everybody would just stayed out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean that. But at the end of the day, it's it's a problem we create, and we've got to deal with it. And and the situation right now is just. I mean, they are uh, they are you know housing these kids properly. I think. I mean, I don't think that you know there's any mistreatment going on at the hands of our authorities there or anything. But I mean, it's you're right. They. People get out, and then the the no show rate on this is insane. And then five years down the road, when we start ha- these people start having kids here or whatever, then you have another humanitarian crisis because you're breaking up families you know, to have citizen kids. I'm, I'm writing a blog, and hopefully I'll get it done today, but likely not. Uh, on the numbers of people here that are undocumented, uh, we're 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 at 11.6 million. So now it's 11.6 million because every year it's going to go up. I mean, right, it's the nature of the beast. Eighty-six uh, percent of them have been here longer than 10 years. 86%. So the longer we wait, the more ingrained they become. That means right. 86% of them are technically eligible for cancellation of removal, Right. of which there are 4,000 grantable cases a right. year. And how many filed a year? 100,000. Yeah. More and, than 100,000. you're talking 000. about 10 million people yep. that are eligible for relief yep. under, under the law that currently exists if they got put into the system. Yep. I mean, this is insane. Now, there's a poll that just came out. Uh, uh, from the Washington Post, uh, this is David's other newsweek. He, every morning, he gets the Times and the Post delivered to his iPad, reads it up. Uh, you got to know what the state's saying. More so the Times. Uh, but, uh, here's the question. Simple I didn't question. know I had an iPad. Oh, David, you're an iPad kind of guy. I, oh. I can I can tell you're an iPad kind of guy. If you're not, my mom got her iPad for Mother's Day. It was really funny. She, she, she's on that. She knows how to use it better than I you do. Probably does. Tap the screen. <laughs> 
the, the big no, no, jam. No, 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 don't break the screen, Bob. Don't break the screen. Just, just tap it, Bob. It's a pressure. It's, it's a pressure plate. You can see the whole thing going, nah! you, see the, you see the colors. You the see the yeah. screen. Just, no, no, not that hard. Now, here's the question. Washington Post. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Obama is handling immigration issues? Now, that is a... I mean, that is so loaded up. <laughs> so loaded up. But, you know, apparently they do this over time. 50% of all respondents disapprove. So does that 38% mean... 38% approve. Registered voters, 54 disapprove, 35 uh, approve. And only 10% had no opinion. You know what the funny thing is about that, though, is that the question should be asked Congress and Obama. Yeah, because... You, but, he, I would see the Congress he, he, is... He, picture of this. Probably higher, actually, because people are way disillusioned with Congress. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is it's both their fault. But, but it's, it's the same poll, same organization. How many of you support a pathway to legalization? 70% 70 of registered voters Everybody. across the board. Everybody. So, I, it's literally well, a no-brainer. We talk about it all the time. Is Obama is not going to change anybody's mind by delaying. Now, people ask me every day, what's Obama going to do when Congress does not act, because at this point it's quite clear, June they're not even having hearings. Yep, there's July, like four there's work days table. left in the year. So the reality is, <laughs> nothing's going to happen before the election. Nope. So what is Obama going to do in August? Now we do know on, around June 13, 14, 15th, he's going to announce the DACA renewal program. Right. All right. That'll be during. They'll release the 10 all days. the uh, the forms and everything. Right. For that. The right. one the one form. Yep. Uh, but what's he going to do in August? And. You know, I've heard lots of talk on the street about this. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see some type of DACA-esque program for the parents of DACA kids. If they've uh, been here longer than 10 years in the United States. Longer than I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely in favor of that, but I think we should even, I mean, go lower than I mean, make it, you know, the why is there, why is the five years presence of the child and it takes you know 10 why? to, to keep the parents together? Because they all came before he was president. <laughs> No, that's why I picked the five years. That all came before he was president. Yeah. That all came before he was president. Yeah. So you could say, hey, I'm rewarding people for coming while I was president. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, that's it. I mean, that's, that's so, they know, all have these crazy political considerations. It, it, it's, you know, it's very difficult to lead in Washington, D.C. Because most leaders want to try to also be continuing leaders to get reelected. Obama has no excuse. The reality what is, is every first term president wants second he, term. He only has <laughs> one concern electorally right now, one, and that is whether the Democrats will keep control of the Senate. It's the only Obama thing out there. Right. So he has to think of it one way or the other. What can I do on a variety of policies that will either cause Republicans to come out and vote against me and my policies and against Democrats, mm -hmm. or that would cause Democrats to come out and vote for my candidates. Right. So he's got a balancing act, yeah. which, which brings out more people. Uh, an immigration fix before the election is not going to bring out any more Democrats. To vote for him. Vote for his candidates, but will bring out But I don't Republicans. think it will bring out enough Republicans, though. Well, that's the question. Will it bring out just, more than would normally come out? On this election. I don't think it would do anything to change the, the demographics in Congress. It's, no, no. I mean, but, I, I don't think but that anybody. For example, you have a situation here in Georgia. We have a primary coming up. Yep. No, David Perdue, Jack Kingston. Kingston is now the de facto Tea Party guy. Perdue is the normal guy. But Kingston also has the support of the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> I, love, I love the Tea right? Party guy. And for the, the, guy. Very, the very first uh, 
polls that came out, Gaiman produced one won every poll before the, before the primaries, and now Kingston's ahead of him. Okay. So Kingston is likely going to win um, this this runoff. Okay. Mm-hmm. That put Jack's Kingston Tea Party guy against Michelle Nunn, who many Democrats believe is actually a Republican. And <laughs> 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 she's like a she's she's Sam's, she's, so she's I mean, a dino. People said a Democrat that about her dad, so, I mean. Exactly. <laughs> so there is a decent chance that Michelle Nunn could beat Jack Kingston with enough support from Democrats and some crossover GOP guys. Would Obama do something to upset that apple cart? I don't know. Um, it would be a lot easier for him to say, look, if the Senate goes Republican in, in November, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to – the day after the election, here's what I'm going to order if the if Republicans gain control of the Senate. Yep. Bam. And he should. There should be no fear but of he, it. Here, I mean, here's, he only has one other fear, being impeached. I, the, it's I not happening on this stuff. No, this stuff. And, and really, I don't think any, he's done anything impeachable at the high crime and misdemeanor level. Incompetence is not impeachable. Right. Lack of leadership is not impeachable. Exactly. Doing stupid things is not impeachable. Right. So, but I mean, again, I mean, with this, this is a no-brainer. There's nobody now, that's going to. You catch him with Beyonce in the back room of the White House. That we can impeach, right, David? But only if he lies well, about it. I don't think he needs to worry about the impeachment. Then. No, I think Jay Z would think probably Michelle, be Jay Z would be I much more of a threat. Murder at the White House. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the reality is, immigration is popping out there, and it's uh, uh, it, it's it remains at the top of everybody. It was on Morning Joe this morning. They're talking mm-hmm. about what's going to happen. Uh, and the reality is, there's just not enough momentum for anything to happen at right this now. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's just they're just going to keep. Uh, Going to keep deporting people. I mean, that's the one constant throughout this whole thing is uh, they're going to still keep uh, removing people. Uh, and to ISIS, I will say to their credit, it does seem like enforcement is somewhat less outside the system. It's very hard once you get into the ICE detention system to uh, to get any sort of benefit. But on the front end there, I think ICE is exercising a lot more discretion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's just anecdotal from my perspective on the ground. Um, I could be completely wrong. But uh, – you know, I mean, it's just it's just going to keep rolling on. I, I think a lot of the, the best thing, the best news, I think, is all these localities saying, "Hey, we're not going to honor these detainers anymore." And that, I think, well, is, we haven't is, even is, talked is, about is, my new role the, as, the as, as co-chair of the uh, of City of Atlanta's Welcoming America Committee. No, and the different policies that uh, that that we're going to recommend and have uh, Mayor Reed come out in favor of, hopefully. Uh, so it's been a great week here yep. on the the greatest show on earth. In relation to immigration, the greatest, the most listened to program in the history, not only no, in the universe, in, in the, the history, history of the, of the known, known universe. universe. There you go. Uh, here in America's Web Radio. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. This is America's Web Radio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.